If you guys love the podcast, you want to get the audible version of my new book, How to Be a Capitalist Without Any Capital, at capitalistbook.com. A user named just Jay on Amazon said this in a review, a four-hour work week for 2019. He goes on to say, I bought this book because I read somewhere that it was like a four-hour work week of 2019, and it absolutely delivered. The book delivered on both big ideas and has specific actionable templates, including unredacted and minimally redacted emails. This book is not chock full of self-promotion or useless platitudes, but is broken down into four key rules explained in solid detail and with specific and often amusing anecdotes. Reading this really got my wheels and my head turning of how to be resourceful, which many say is the ultimate trait of a successful entrepreneur. My favorite of the four rules is blank. You have to go read the review to find out. But guys, thanks for supporting me on the podcast. I hope you go grab the book on Audible today at capitalistbook.com. Looking to raise 500 grand on maybe seven to 10 million pre-money. They've scaled fast, just launched, went from nothing to 135,000 bucks per month and pure SaaS revenue across 450 customers. Bootstrapped today, they've got 4% revenue churn per month. He's exploring ways to drive that down. Too early for most of the unit economics, but the growth so far is impressive. Seriously cash flow positive with just four people in all remote locations around the States. Again, founded here in 2018. This is the Top Entrepreneurs Podcast, where founders share how they started their companies and got filthy rich or crash and burn. Each episode features revenue numbers, customer counts, and other insider information that creates business news headlines. We went from a couple hundred thousand dollars to 2.7 million. I had no money when I started the company. It was $160 million, which is the size of many IPOs. We're bootstrapped. We have like 22,000 customers. With over 5 million downloads in a very short amount of time, major outlets like Inc. are calling us the fastest growing business show on iTunes. I'm your host, Nathan Latka, and here's today's episode. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Dennis Kelly. He's the CEO of Postalytics, the leading direct mail marketing automation tool. He's a six-time entrepreneur, primarily focused on software and technology. He's been involved in founding, investing, and senior management roles in startups such as Genesis Business System, AnyDay.com, Paul Mink, Adjoin Solutions, Computer Associates, and others. Dennis, are you ready to take us to the top? I am ready. All right. Postalytics, what are you guys doing? How do you make money? Postalytics is a direct mail automation tool. And what we do is we help marketers deploy direct mail marketing programs as a part of their CRM and marketing automation platforms. Mm -hmm. One of my favorite tools is Bond, which allows me to do handwritten letters out to folks tied into our CRM. It sounds like you're that, but maybe all kinds of direct mail, physical objects, gifts, toys, et cetera. You got it. We're we're focused right now on our launch at on postcards and letters. And uh, we're able to... uh, uh, send to very large lists as well as small lists or uh, triggered CRM-based uh, uh, campaigns as well. That's great. Now, you said you're just getting ready to launch. Are you pre-revenue today? Uh, no, we are early revenue. Okay. Uh, and so we, we launched in uh, early 2018. Okay. And, uh, and and we're ramping very quickly. We've uh, signed up over 450 customers oh, that's great. Uh, in that amount of time. And uh, folks are using the platform on a self-serve basis. And are these 450, these are these are actual paying customers, not free users, correct? That's correct. We do have a freemium model. And so folks are able to sign up and, and use the product uh, for free and then upgrade as they go, uh, pay as they go. And Dennis, I know you've got kind of a, a zero per month plan, 199 up to 399. Give me an average. What's the average customer pay you per month? 
Uh, the average customer is paying us about $300 per month on a subscription basis. And uh, we're pulling in about uh, $1,000 a month for paying customers on per piece fees. Per piece. Okay, interesting. Now, if I take 450 customers and average $300 kind of per month price point, that puts you right now at about 135 grand per month. Is that accurate? Yes, that's roughly accurate. Okay, that's great. So you just launched in 2018. Going from nothing to 135 grand per month is very quick. And just to be clear, that 135 grand, that's just the pure play SaaS revenue. You then have sending fees and all that on top of it, about a thousand bucks a month. Exactly. Okay, very exactly. good. Where did you, I mean, that's incredible growth, Dennis. Congrats. Where did you get that, those customers from? How'd you sign them up? Uh, the vast majority of them are HubSpot customers, and uh, they have found us uh, through both of our, our content marketing as well as our, our investment in the HubSpot Connect Partner Program. Okay. And what does that investment look like? Walk us through how that works. Sure. So uh, HubSpot is uh, uh, early on, but investing very heavily in building out their partner ecosystem. And so we have been aggressively working with HubSpot's management to be uh, sort of a premier partner. Uh, We're geographically located near HubSpot. Uh, We know a lot of the uh, senior management team. And so we've been investing very heavily in uh, uh, marketing and sales enablement uh, and and doing co-marketing, co-selling. We have an agency product. Uh, HubSpot's got a huge agency partner program. And so uh, we've really uh, embraced a uh, a go-to-market strategy that involves a heavy investment with uh, a very fast-growing CRM and marketing automation tool. Yep. And how many pieces of mail have you sent to date? Uh, we've sent about 2 million pieces of mail in the last eight months. That's great. Yeah, I'm looking at your pricing page. You know, I'm just going to give a sample real quick. So for a four by six first class, you know, between zero and 2,500 copies, it's, you know, 55 cents, right? So these are the kinds of things people can can pay. And that's a cheaper rate on that plan because the per month software fee is higher. It's 399 per month versus if it was a cheaper per month fee, then it'd be higher per per kind of piece of mail sent, correct? Exactly, exactly. And so the, the typical onboarding process our customers uh, are going through is they'll find us, they'll sign up for the free tool, they'll send out a few mailings in the free tool, and then as they ramp up, uh, they they um, move up into a subscription. Now, if I'm paying you 400 bucks per month, is that pure margin to you, or do you take that spend and apply it to my first 1,000, you know, four by six, you know, things that you send? No, that's uh, that's pure margin. Okay, got it. So good. I, I just want to say, so so you don't have like you know hard costs of you know the 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 physical paper, the stamps, the envelope, and all that out of that four hundred dollar per month fee. No, that's really covered in the per piece fees. Got it. Very cool. Bootstrap to raise capital. Uh, so yeah, we are uh, just starting to um, put together an eighth round uh, where we're planning to um, uh, reach out to. Uh, Folks that are interested in investing in the space, we're really trying to sort of redesign the way the direct mail works. And so folks that have a, an idea of how effective uh, direct mail marketing can be uh, and, and but want to uh, sort of uh, disrupt the space, uh, traditional printer model is uh, uh, the workflow and the sales process, the onboarding process really hasn't changed since the 1990s. And so we're really trying to apply a SaaS business model a SAFs software model uh, to this industry that still is about $45 billion a year in the US, uh, but has really stagnated in terms of evolution. So Dennis, how much are you looking to raise? Uh, we're going to raise between $500,000 and $600,000 okay. here to start. And how'd you and, come up with that? Um, uh, it, it, we put together a business model that uh, uh, allows us essentially to uh, take that capital, uh, expand the footprint of the product and the sales and marketing organization, 
and take us through to uh, cash flow positive. That's great. So you're raising 500 grand and are you going to do that on a, on a convertible note or a safe? We're actually going to sell equity. Uh, we're actually going to sell equity. Okay, great. So you're going to do a price round right, right away. You got it. That's great. And what are you aiming? You don't have to tell me the exact number, but what are you aiming for in terms of valuation? Uh, in the uh, high seven figures. High seven figures. Okay, so call it somewhere between maybe you know seven and ten million, something like that. Exactly. Yeah. Very good. And um, and have you have you had any pitches yet? I mean, how have they gone? Yeah, we've had a couple of pitches. We've got a, uh, several folks that are interested. Um, and and we're really trying to find the the right partners. Uh, we want to find folks that can help us uh, not only. Uh, financially, but also through their relationships and uh, their experiences. And so, um, you know, we're early on in the process, but we feel pretty confident we'll be able to raise that money. Yeah. And I just want to be clear too. Usually I ask people about growth rate in terms of you're at 135 grand today in revenue, taking back a year in August, 2017. What were you at? You, you were pre-revenue at that point, right? That's correct. Yeah. So nothing there. Um, very good. What's the team size today? Uh, there are four of us. Four people, everyone based in Boston or in that area? Yes. Four, yes, four we have, we have a, an extended team of, of uh, contractors uh, and, and part-time folks. Uh, and you, that, you, you mentioned one of the reasons you want to raise capital is to get profitable. What I imagine with four people, 135 grand in monthly revenue, you're already, you, I think you're cash flow positive, correct, right? Oh, yeah, but, but we are planning to uh, significantly increase our spend. I see. I see. No, that, that makes sense. But, but I mean, look, even though if you raise 500 grand and you then increase spending by 100 grand per month, you still have 135 grand of income there. I mean, it, it would be, you'd have to really spend, you'd have to spend that 500 grand you raise in five months or less. I, I would imagine to put you guys into serious cash flow negative territory. Yes, yeah. exactly. How, you, you have a lot of experience kind of with other companies and such. Um, walk me through how you're, you know, why not go raise 5 million or why raise it all? Why not keep bootstrapping? Well, uh, we're really trying to, um, to grow this company a little bit differently than we have in the past. Uh, we are interested in uh, taking small sips of capital uh, and 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 small sips of outside leverage uh, to to grow the business, rather than uh, kind of take the traditional venture capital approach. Um, and and we want to build a business that is uh, aligned around uh, disrupting this business and and building long term value, as opposed to, I guess, uh, uh, often uh, meeting the needs of. Um, limited partners and, and uh, things that can sort of uh, distort uh, the early progress of a startup. Yeah, but you're about to be in that. If you raise 500 grand, even with an- friendly angels, you're, you're about to be in that phase. Yeah, yeah, to some extent, but uh, it's a little bit different than raising five to $10 million. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay, tell me more about some of the economics here. So churn, what's your churn today? Uh, about 4% per month. Okay, and that's logo churn per month? I'm sorry? That's logo churn or revenue churn? Uh, that's revenue churn. Revenue churn per month. Okay, that's not bad at all. Um, and how are you? Uh, people that are churning, why are they churning? Uh, they'll typically not have success with the campaign. Um, they'll uh, try a few things out, decide to focus on other uh, channels. Um, and so that really is a great opportunity for us. Uh, one of the things that we're finding is over 50% of our clients are new to direct mail. And uh, so that, you know, the... Uh, the actual creative uh, piece of it is something that we think we can really bring some expertise to the table uh, to as we ramp up. Mm-hmm. Now, one of the things that I've got a question about is seasonality on this kind of thing. I imagine during the holidays, people are going to send out more you know, Black Friday deals via snail mail than they would at other times. How do you deal with seasonality in the business model and make sure it doesn't totally kill you in terms of churn? 
Yeah, that's something we're really trying to uh, work through as in our first year, right? We we have to kind of see what that really looks like and and understand what uh, the, the the model will uh, require in order to smooth. Uh, obviously, having the subscription revenue helps. Um, and then the other thing that we we've done recently, we've given folks the, an ability to pre-purchase mail credits uh, so that. Uh, they can buy in bulk and get volume discounts, uh, and uh, and so that should help smooth, uh, particularly for high volume senders. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how you develop out that model. You know, four percent revenue churn per month. I think what well, that's forty eight percent per year. So you're churning half your revenue each year. You've got to. I'm sure you're working on this, but you've got to figure out some way to bring that down to like two ish or one and a half percent, something like that. And a lot of it's got to do with pricing experiments, right? Yeah, pricing as well as I think giving folks tools to be more effective uh, in their marketing. Mm-hmm. Is there value to the platform if I'm paying you and in that month I send no mail? Uh, yes. Uh, so what you are getting in the platform actually is campaign management and tracking. And so often uh, there's actually a, a much longer life cycle of a direct mail send. And so leads and inquiries will come in weeks after uh, a, a piece of mail is sent. And so we've got uh, some proprietary tools that enable marketers to understand the actual attribution of a piece of mail to a person. How? Uh, uh, so we, we actually have a, a, a patent pending method of uh, delivering a unique URL for each piece of mail that is sent in a campaign. And so uh, you, what you're able to essentially do is apply our tracking code into your landing pages and we can understand, hey, this is Dennis responding to this piece of mail that was sent three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So, Dennis, I have a question for you about this because, in theory, it sounds great. I have a lot of friends that have tried this model. Alice strikes me as an example. They do virtual gift giving and they allow customers to basically, or CMOs to send out gifts to a thousand customers. And there's a tracking code, you know, X71635. Go to www.customername.com, put in this code to like get your prize. It's, they found it so difficult to tie the attribution loop because, and I, look, I've never done it either. I've never gotten a physical piece of mail from, say, Restoration Hardware and actually use the code. I just go to restorationhardware.com and buy whatever I want from the direct piece of mail. How, how are you going to try and make sure that consumer, when they get the mail, who doesn't give a damn about tracking, actually uses that complicated, more complicated than just typing in the company name, uses that URL or that tracking code? Sure, sure. So there's two things. Uh, first, uh, uh, when when the call to action and the offer is tied directly to the code, uh, you find a very high percentage of folks that are responding will use that code. Uh, second, uh, there's new technology rolling out in every phone being built by Apple and by Google uh, that will automatically scan uh, QR codes as well as URLs. Uh, there's a new feature being rolled out in Android called Google Lens. Uh, that is applying artificial intelligence to the camera. And so uh, in the very near future, you'll just point your camera at a URL and it'll take you right to that page. But see, you see what I'm saying, Dennis, though, when I pick my mail up and I bring in my kitchen counter, the last thing I'm going to do, like I've never pulled my phone out and scanned mail before. You're having to teach the consumer to do a whole new behavior, which is a steep learning curve specifically so your customers can track attribution. How do you make that process valuable for the end customer? Well, what, what uh, again, the first thing is, is really getting the creative tied to uh, the use of that URL. And, and so we have clients that do that and they do it with great success. Well, uh, can you second, quantify that somehow? So if they send out a thousand unique codes, how many of those codes end up getting activated in the first month that the mail sent? Well, if, if there's a very strong offer, we see 50, 60% sometimes. Mm-hmm. 
And so, uh, and then the other key, of course, is tying in multiple ways to respond, uh, right? So, so we'll have uh, an ability to add 800 numbers uh, to uh, unique 800 numbers to a mailing, uh, and, and provide a wide variety of different response mechanisms. Interesting. All right, last few questions here on economics before we wrap up. A uh, payback period, or sorry, CAC. How much are you spending to acquire these customers? Uh, right now, we're not spending that much money to acquire customers. Uh, it, it, you know, we're, we're very early stage. We're not really spending much on marketing. We're going to be rolling out, uh, marketing, uh, programs that will, you know, cost some money here after we raise some capital. Mm-hmm. Well, but let's say you're in a, in a meeting right now with a friendly angel. They're, they're going to ask you, well, if I give you 500 grand, what are you going to spend it on? And your answer is going to be, well, we haven't tested that yet. We don't know what the payback period is, but we need to figure that out. Well, uh, you know, if, if we're talking to an angel, uh, uh, will be uh, providing a little bit more detail. I see. I mean, but what, what, what cohort data will you use if you haven't done like paid testing yet on, on CAC? Well, uh, I, I think we're at a very early stage and folks will be buying into the fact that this is, uh, uh an idea that makes sense and I'm investing very early here. Yeah. You know, early stage unit economics are very unreliable. No, no, I agree with that. I, I, by the way, I'm not saying there are, there are companies doing a million a month in revenue that don't know some of these numbers, but I'm just saying, I, I think the the thought process on the decision tree related to CAC and payback is more interesting what, than what the actual number is. Sure. Sure. And, and so, you know, um, we've got unit economics. I just don't think they're they're worth very much at this point. Yeah, because because the, the sample size is so small. Exactly. Yeah, very good. Okay, uh, so again, four people, remote locations, too early to dive too much in the economics, looking at raising some capital here. Will you go outside of Boston or you think you'll stay mainly in Boston and, and maybe look at you know people like HubSpot investing directly as strategics? Uh, yeah, we will be definitely speaking to some strategics. We have some folks that are uh, beginning to tap into our uh, API that are interested in uh, potentially investing. Uh, and we are speaking to investors uh, outside of uh, the Boston area. That's great. And Dennis, how, m- how much in new AR are you going to close there at Inbound? Uh, good question. So uh, we're hoping to uh, bring in uh, between four to 500 leads and, <laughs> uh, and go from there. That's great. All right, let's wrap up with the famous five. Number one, what's your favorite business book? Uh, my favorite business book is The One Page Marketing Plan. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying right now? Uh, the CEO that... Um, I'm uh, most interested in is uh, Brian Halligan at HubSpot. Yeah. Uh, by the way, if he comes in and just says, okay, you're trying to raise at 7 million pre, why don't I just offer 7 million to buy the company? Do you sell? No. You don't sell for 7 million. That's like, what is that? That's 4X your ARR. I don't. Interesting. Okay, number three, what's your favorite? On- by the way, then why raise at that rate? Uh, it's, it's just a number that I think will work. Okay. Number three, what's your favorite online tool for building your business besides your own? Ah, favorite online tool uh, for building our business. Drift. Number four, what is your, uh, how many hours of sleep are you getting every night? I get seven to seven and a half hours of sleep. That's pretty good. And what's your situation, Dennis? Married, single, kiddos? Uh, Married, uh, kids out of the house. How many? Two. Two kiddos, very good. And how old are you? I am 52 years old. All right, take us home, Dennis. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? I'm sorry. What do you wish your 20 year old self knew? Ah, <laughs> I wish I knew the, uh, the value of balance in my life with exercise, uh, family relations and, and, uh, the things that you, you sort of pick up over the years. 
um, in terms of life balance. Guys, balance is important. Dennis, CEO of Postalytics, looking to raise 500 grand on maybe seven to 10 million pre-money. They've scaled fast, just launched, went from nothing to 135,000 bucks per month in pure SaaS revenue across 450 customers. Bootstrapped today, they've got 4% revenue churn per month. He's exploring ways to drive that down. Too early for most of the unit economics, but the growth so far is impressive. Seriously cash flow positive with just four people in all remote locations around the States. Again, founded here in 2018. Dennis, best of luck and thanks for taking us to the top. Thank you, everybody. Have a great day.